Hi, we are Generation Z Collective, Coco, Emron, Nile, and Yasmin. This is the Descendant Talks podcast at the National Maritime Museum, Greenwich. A series of conversation with creatives who are descendants of the Windrush generation. Hi, I'm Yasmin. Hi, I'm Coco, and this is Descendant Talks. And we're talking to designer Tihara Smith, founder of Tihara Smith Fashion, Accessories, and lifestyle brand, which she started after graduating from the University for the Creative Arts, Epsom. Welcome to Hara. Thank you. Um, so your design collections are inspired by Caribbean culture and the Windrush movement. Can you tell us about your personal connection to Windrush and how it became a key influence in your work? Yes, so my grandparents on my mum's side, both from the Windrush generation, they came from St. Lucia and Jamaica and then inspired me to look at that story for my collection, for my university degree. From looking through your collection online, which is everything from bags and t-shirts to greeting cards, I've noticed you use a lot of bright colours and also the phrase you called we came. Um, Why did you choose this particular phrase and what kind of reaction does it get? So the phrase is uh, alluded to the Windrush story of the British government inviting the Windrush generation to come to the UK and they came. So it's kind of like letting people know that they were invited here. It wasn't that they just turned up like out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And when people hear it, they kind of like, if they're from the Windrush generation, they understand like where it's coming from. And there's even people that are not from the Windrush generation. Even I had someone from the EU that kind of resonated it that resonated with them as well because they came here to help and to work here. Um, You mentioned in one of your blogs that you were influenced by photographers who documented the Windrush generation. Um, Can you tell us why you were particularly drawn to them? For example, the works of Nao Kenlock and Al Vanderberg. So I went to a exhibition at the Tate Britain and the photographers worked were there and they kind of documented the different African and Caribbean uh, communities that came during the 60s and 70s. And I think I just related to the photos because they looked like family photos. And then for from a fashion point of view, it's got a lot of the clothes references and what people were wearing. So that's what made me want to look at their work. Growing up, besides your grandfather, Lazar, who or what else inspired your own sense of style and fashion? I think in terms of my design style, like like the work that I make. I was influenced by my teacher mm-hmm. from um, GCSE and A-level. And she came from a fashion background, so she really encouraged me to look at like artists and things like that to influence my work, which is why I use lots of colour and textiles and things. Are there any specific artists that you looked at during that time? I guess one of my favourite artists from that time was like Roy Lichtenstein, who did the pop art kind of work, so like the bright colours and like quite graphic and stuff, so yeah. Yeah, and I can see you're definitely influenced by it because your collection is very bright and colours yeah. are very vibrant. Yeah. Um, what, what has the reaction been to your collection overall? I think quite a yeah, good um, reaction. I think people enjoy the colours and like the textiles and things, and then I think they understand the theme from looking at it, which is quite good. Mm. Um, who are kind of your customers that you engage with every day? 
when I started, a lot of people like from the Caribbean, because they relate to the work, and then now because we do like cards and other things, so it's like lots of different people. Yeah, so I think maybe mainly women and like that into like art and design. Did your grandfather tell you a lot about his experiences in Britain? And if so, what lessons did you learn from him? Yeah, so he, when I was doing the project, he, I like interviewed him and he told me like what it was like when he came here and things like that. So I think because he came here alone, he came here to meet his, his older brother was here already, but he came like by himself and he had to like make a life for himself. So I think he taught me like about being independent or making things happen for yourself. Um, can you tell us a bit more about some of the pieces you have made? For example, you brought this beautiful bag. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the materials you have used and how long it took you to make the bag? Yeah, so we, the base of the bag is made from a material called raffia, which is from like a palm tree. And then they like weave it together to make the fabric. And then the, like all the flowers and things like that, that's also raffia but dyed in different colours and so then they use that like, embroidery to decorate the bag and and then each like flower or banana or whatever icon takes about an hour to embroider and then the handle is laser cut and then stained with like the brown colour so I think in total it did take like a few weeks to finish it do you think your identity will always be reflected in your work? And if so, why? Uh, I think so. I think because like, when you do like art and things, it's like most of the time comes from your experiences and what you have experienced in life. And I think I just enjoy like, just exploring it and learning more about it. So I think I always refer back to it. What does being Black and British mean to you? And how has the Black Lives Matter movement made an impact to you on a personal level? Uh, I think being black and British, I think it's quite maybe like something to be proud of. And I think it makes you think of all like the history and things like that. And I think it also is like a statement that's, I guess, quite like a protest statement in a way, because not everyone thinks being black and British goes together. So it's kind of like, making a statement about that. And I think with the Black Lives Matter movement, I think it just made me want to learn more about black history and, and be proud of that history as well. Of course, you've talked about um, artists and photographers that inspired you. Um, I would like to know about whether there's a fashion icon that's been an inspiration to you. Um, I think I don't have like just one like icon I think I think I'm more influenced by like culture and things going like on around so I think like the everyday person kind of influences me more than like one like a famous person or something like that yeah where can people see and buy your um, clothes and accessories so everything's on my website and I also on like Etsy and not on the high street. In addition to your fashion and lifestyle brand, you also run a blog to help young creatives. 
And what advice would you give to young people who are starting out in design and fashion? Um, I think I would say, like at the beginning of your journey, to like just like research a lot of fashion, like designers, things like that, and artists, but also just be aware of like culture and like everything that's happening around you, because that's what would like help you design things that are relevant and interesting. Do you think there's a lot of support for black creatives in this country? When I started out there, there was like, I used to work with a charity called FAD and they did a lot of things for young people that wanted to do fashion, but sadly in the pandemic they had to close down. So there's not a lot, but I think you can find things like funded by like the lottery and things like that. In your, some of your blogs, I've read about your traveling experiences and those have also influenced your um, collections. Can you um, tell us a bit more about how your traveling experiences have uh, influenced you? Um, so I, when I was younger, I went to the Caribbean to like, visit family and things. So then I was able to use that experience to help like design things inspired by the Caribbean. And then after I did my degree, I went back to St. Lucia and so that kind of helps like now to like have that reference and the photos of like the nature and things like that. How can young people use fashion and design to impact society positively? Uh, I think fashion is a good way to like tell stories and to get people interested in things that maybe they wouldn't be interested in because if you make something that looks visually interesting or nice to look at then it makes people stop and like want to know more. So it's a good way to tell people, think about things that is important to you. And then I also think now with like sustainability, it's like a big thing in fashion. So I think, I think younger people can really lead the way with that because I think the older generations maybe don't understand it as much. What are your views on fast fashion? And do you think that takes away from creators who are sustainable? I think, yeah, I'm not a big fast fashion fan because of the, like, I guess, takes away from, like, the the art of, like, making clothes and things like that. And I just think a lot of the time the quality is really bad and then you have to throw it away. So that's not really very good for the environment as well. So sorry, what was the second part of your question? Um, I was asking if you think that takes away from maybe... Um, creators who are independent and they have their own brands and they feel like they might be targeted by these big brands and how do you feel like how do you think that affects like fashion in general or people who may be afraid to start because they fear stuff like that happening to them yeah I think yeah it's, it's quite disappointing because some of the like big like fast fashion brands look to the small independents and like copy what they're doing and things like that, which is quite disappointing, I guess. I think you shouldn't let it stop you from like doing what you're doing. I've seen quite a few like stories where they actually have been called out and have apologised and things. So I think just keep going, hopefully things will change and they'll stop doing that. Um, can you tell us one song or piece of music that you have inherited from your grandfather, Lazar? He liked listening, not one particular song or anything, but he liked listening to like soca music and calypso, like reggae, like from the Caribbean. So then I really like that kind of music myself now. Is, do you have a favourite song artist? 
I don't have I don't have a favorite. I just yeah, I just like the the way it makes me feel because I just like feel good music. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about your pop up shop. How was it like beginning that, and was there any difficulties that you faced starting your own business? Yeah. So last year I won a competition. So that's how I was able to do the pop-up shop in um, Seven Dows, which is like near Covent Garden. So that was a really good opportunity, I think, for different types of people to come into the shop and people enjoyed the tropical element of it. I think maybe people were in a good mood and things like that. And they found it was just like a real mix of people that were buying the products. So because of the greetings cards, you know, it has covers all different occasions, so people looking for birthday cards or anniversary, things like that. So that was really good. And then it was, I had like the different flags of the Caribbean hanging up in the window. So it was really nice because lots of people from different islands were coming in because they don't, they said they don't usually see their flag hanging up. So that was really nice as well. So I think that's what I enjoy about doing the business because it's given that representation for Caribbean Islands that maybe don't always get like featured or talked about, so I really enjoyed that part of it. So you mentioned you love meeting people and um, being in contact with different cultures. How has um, London influenced you um, as a source of inspiration, having lived here um, for quite a long time, and also you studied um, your undergrad degree in London? How has that impacted you? I think London is a, a good place to like learn about different cultures. I think even because obviously I, I grew up here from like I was born here, so even like primary school, went to school with people from all around the world, and then secondary school the same kind of thing, and also all the museums and exhibitions. You're able to like learn about different cultures and be understanding of where everyone comes from, and I think that's really influenced me. Like wanting to represent people that weren't always represented and yeah and like helping other people to understand a different culture from what they're from. I'm also interested in finding out what's the best selling product overall in your store? It's quite a surprise, I was surprised that it was but the pineapple pin badge. I think people just really like pineapples (laughs) and I think they're like a symbol for, yeah that one. I think it's a symbol of like lots of different things. So obviously for me, it was just like, it's a tropical fruit. So that's why I made it. But I think it's a symbol of like wealth and also fertility. So like people that are trying to have babies also really like that pin as well. Yeah, because I remember at the very beginning when um, pineapple first arrived in Europe, it wasn't to be eaten, it was just to be put on display. So there's something very visual about the pineapple. Yeah, I think it's like also like a symbol of wealth. I think that so like royalty used to just display it, just to show that they were like really rich. <laughs> so I can see you've um, picked up different slogans influenced by um, the Caribbean culture. Can you tell us a bit more about the slogans you have chosen to be printed on, on the bags and pins? Um, and what are people's reactions to them? Yeah, so actually I'll just go in order. So this one is the Keep Britain Kind. And that was um, inspired by a photograph by Neil Kenlock. And it's a woman standing by the door and it has graffiti on it. It said, keep Britain white. So I just thought it was like a play on that, like to what we really, really should be focused on is to be like kindness and keeping Britain kind. 
and then we've got the black and British um, badge. So that's just one of the outfits has black and British on the back, kind of just saying um, you could be black and British. It's not like two separate things. And then a more fun one was um, Irie, which is like a Jamaican uh, word, just meaning like cool, like okay. And then you called we came, which is on the bag. So that one's about the Windrush being called to the UK to work and help rebuild after the war. And just saying that that's why they came, like they've come to help. So like basically to just appreciate like their help in that way. Well, what are people's reactions to them when you come into the um, when, when they come into the shop? Of course, I know that the pineapple one is the most popular. Yeah. Do people ask you questions, or um, do they buy the slogan pins? Yeah, so the keep Britain kind one is kind of new, but I've noticed people. I think it doesn't. They don't really need to know necessarily about the wind rush, but I think they just like the sentiment of it, that kind of kindness. And then black and British, I think. A lot of black and British people like it to wear to like as a symbol. And then, yeah, with Irie, I think people that like the Jamaica or that Caribbean culture. And then you called we came. Um, the people from the Caribbean or from the Windrush generation understand, kind of get it. There's some people that I have to kind of explain, but it's a good opportunity to tell them about the Windrush story and help them to understand and then there's people that just resonate with it because it's not necessarily Windrush but they like immigrated to the UK to like work here so they kind of like that kind of statement and that they they came to like help and to work. Um, so when the Windrush scandal happened how did it affect your family and you personally? Yeah, so when the Windrush scandal was in the media, I'd already started working on my um, final project. So I'd already looked at the Caribbean and kind of that story. So I think that kind of, I think it made it more important to me to like really look at these statements that you called We Came and really like tell that story. Like luckily, like my family wasn't like personally affected, but then just seeing other people from the community have to go through that was really like hard to watch and like even all the documentaries and things like that was really hard to, to watch but it just inspires me to keep going to like tell people about this story so they're aware of the history. Thank you very much for joining us today. Um, we wish you success for the future. Thank you. Thank you Thank so you. much for coming.